this is a rethink podcast. It's rethink. Welcome to the Rethink Podcast. Welcome to episode seven of the Rethink Podcast. I'm so glad that you guys joined us. I'm here in my guest bedroom with my wife, Megan. Hi, guys. I'm Megan, and I am the worship leader at Calvary Mac and for Rethink as well. And yeah. I'm also joined for the first time ever with our friend Jake. Some of you who are a part of Rethink might know him, but Jake, first, I want to ask you some questions in order for us to get to know you better. First of all, how do you take your coffee? So if I had to answer this, um, the best way I could say that is is strong. I'm, I'm kind of simple, you know, just a good, strong, hot cup of coffee is, is good enough for me. What's your favorite hobby? Yeah, so my hobbies kind of go all over the place. I like to stay relatively physically fit. So, you know, I love to work out and to challenge myself. And then I, I have one last question for you just so people can kind of know a little bit more about you. How long have you been a part of Rethink? Yeah, so I came into Rethink um, at the start of the year and um, kind of a wild story, but I had moved uh, back here to the valley in with my grandpa and he lives just a couple blocks down from the church. So I thought, you know what, this, this is a very convenient location for me to um, check out. You know, it's extremely vital for me to stay connected uh, with good people and especially people our age. So um, yeah, it's, it's been it's been a few months and it's been a blessing and I'm very happy to be a part of the group. So Well, that's great. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that, Jake. I hope the listeners feel like they know you a little bit from those questions. Uh, let's go ahead and get in to the podcast. But before I do that, actually, I do want to explain why we're having a podcast. I want to talk about what we're doing right now and why we decided to make a podcast in order to keep everyone connected and to take the place of the in-person ministry that we used to have and so the vision behind this podcast is that you will listen and then talk about it talk about the questions at the end with someone else and so that means you're going to listen to the podcast then you're going to call text zoom facetime instagram it doesn't matter we don't really care just get a hold of somebody and then talk about the questions at the end. And we hope that by listening to this podcast, uh, it can be a real blessing. Just some news real quick on the Rethink shutdown. All I know is that we have no idea when we're going to get to return to in-person ministry. But we feel like it's coming pretty soon. Um, as soon as we're able to this summer, we're going to start having campfires as a group. And just hanging out and maybe making some s'mores. Maybe some acoustic worship around the fire. Just, you know, a fun time with a bunch of people hanging out. So we'll keep you guys updated. And uh, be sure to stay, uh, follow us on Instagram to find out what's going on. Uh, that's rethink underscore Mac to find our Instagram. Uh, Jake and Megan, how have you guys been doing with the shutdown? And what have you guys been doing? Well, I've uh, been on and off with work, actually. And um, the transition just recently happened to lead me into something really cool. Um, but overall, I've been really good, man. Um, you know, my family's health is important to me. Everybody's for that matter. Uh, I live in close quarters with my grandpa. So keeping him healthy and happy is uh, extremely important to me. And uh, I think right now, man, more than ever, we just got to stay strong in our faith. Megan, how about you? I've been 
kind of hanging out and trying to work from home, which is very <laughs> interesting. I get very unmotivated to do that, but it's also good and, you know, thankful to have a job and all that kind of stuff throughout throughout this. Just trying to keep busy when there's not really too much going on. <laughs> that, I think that's the biggest thing is keeping occupied and making sure to stay connected with people and all that good stuff. I wanted to remind everyone that our goal for this season is that we'll see home as our first church. Uh, and we really feel like God's been doing that with everything going on. People can't rely on Sunday mornings anymore for their faith life. They have to really take it into their own hands and take it under their responsibility. And so that's what we feel like God's teaching. And we hope that everyone else is seeing that do and taking ownership of their faith. And then uh, we want to remind everyone to stay connected. It's so important for your mental and your spiritual health that we stay connected right now. And the question is, how can we stay connected if there's no church, no rethink, no youth group? Uh, and the best way to do that is to follow us on social media. That way you can stay updated on everything that we're doing to stay connected. That's the podcast. That's uh, any other media that we create right now any other opportunities that we try to provide for people to connect. So make sure to listen to the podcast together and then talk about the questions at the end. Also, if you're feeling alone and disconnected right now, please reach out to anyone. You can uh, DM the, the Instagram if you want. You could just reach out to anyone that you know who's a part of Rethink, and, uh, and we'd love to help you stay connected and feel like you're supported through this season. That's enough about coronavirus stuff. Thanks for the shout-outs, Jake. Um, let's get into some good news. I saw this thing a couple days ago um, that I thought was really cool. This is an article by the Good News Network. And apparently 170 years ago, there was... Well, I'm sure you've heard of the potato famine in Ireland. Yes. Apparently, when that happened, you know... 170 years ago, the Navajo tribe gathered up as much money as they could, which at that time, oh, that's kind of uh, convenient, it was $170, uh, and they sent it over to Ireland to relieve, you know, the people who were starving to death. And so that, like, that's pretty cool. That happened a really long time ago. Well, Ireland is returning the favor to the Navajo tribe. Because they've been hit really hard by uh, COVID, apparently. They've been having uh, an, a much higher fatality rate and infection rate than other people groups. And there's this GoFundMe campaign that was put together. And it's raised almost $2.7 million for those tribes. Isn't that crazy? That's incredible, man. I think, um, yeah, it's just amazing that something started out with just a little bit of generosity and, and blew up to something uh, on such a large scale man that really is outstanding news for sure yeah super cool that's awesome yeah the the irish are paying back the navajos for their uh support i think that's that's pretty considering all the irish has has been through as a country man to still you know care enough to give something back like that that is just so awesome yeah definitely and so here we are uh, 2020, and they're raising up a whole bunch of money to help out the Navajo. So that's that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's some good news, some good stuff going on. Not everything's all dark and, and evil. We can look forward, but uh, it's time now that we went ahead and got into our scripture for the day. So we're gonna read through First John chapter two, 
Jake, could you pray before we go into scripture and just just pray for the the time that we're about to go reading First John chapter two? Lord, Heavenly Father, I'd like to um, ask you to open up people's ears and open up people's hearts to this message. And um, I ask that you speak through Brian and all of us for that matter, and that we could reach out to people and and make an impact. And uh, it's only through you that we're able to do this, Father. We acknowledge that. We love you very much. Um, this is just a tough time on everybody, but we know that um, you know what's going on and you have a plan and we're going to s- stick with our faith and, and that will get us through all this, Father. So um, again, I hope we can um, make, an, make an awesome impact here and um, we, have, we have faith in this time. So thank you very much and we love you and amen. 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 Thanks, Jake. Megan, could you go ahead and start reading First uh, John chapter 2 for us? So it says, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in that in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Dear friends, I'm not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing yet I am writing you a new command. It's truth is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. From that section, what did you guys notice? Something that really stood out to me is verse 6, where it says, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. And that is just such a heavy call, you know, on on Christ followers. I think that, I think we all know that or we, you know, we think that, oh yeah, I'm going to try, like Jesus is the example but I could never live up to that and how it says like whoever claims to live in him. So whoever, you know, live in him as in like calling themselves, taking his name, you know, calling yourself a Christian is taking the name of Christ. And so whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. And so there's really a, um, a responsibility on us to reflect Christ well. Yeah, it's not a small call at all, especially when you read First John is one of the most convicting books of the Bible, at least from what I've noticed. And he just puts it out there straightforward, and it makes you really reflect and think about yourself. It says, whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. And I I think that we all should take stock and ask ourselves, am I doing everything I can to live as Jesus did? Am I growing into that? Or am I holding on to things that are preventing me from doing that? Yeah, that's a tough one, man. You know, it's it's not only hearing the word, but like you said, you know, having it 
reflect through you. And um, one thing I was taught a while ago is to kind of, you know, be a billboard almost in a sense for, for God and everything he stands for to, to, you know, reflect that out. And um, yeah, you know, when we, when we realize that the spirit lives through us, it's, it, it's, you know, simple to kind of think about, but it's sometimes not easy because there's a lot of things out there that, you know, fight that and can prevent that from, from happening. So it's, it's a tough one, but very powerful for sure. Yeah, definitely. Megan, you want to keep uh, reading? Go ahead and read the next section. Verse 12. I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. What are you guys' thoughts after reading that? Yeah, that's that's an awesome one, man. I think it's so important, um, especially in this day and age, because so many people are caught up in material things, right? You know, things that are temporary and and fade away, but but really, you know, living a righteous life and performing, you know, His works and and, and living through Him that that doesn't go away. And uh, we have things waiting for us, you know, that will never go away. So just to kind of think about that and and not you know, fall prey into um, those material things and things that, you know, people see as important. Um, it's just, uh, it's an amazing thing to know that we, we have so much more than what this world has to offer, man. And, I, I agree with that. And when I read this too, um, as convicting as it is to think like, oh, great, I have to like strive to be like Jesus. How the heck am I supposed to walk like Jesus? He was perfect. That's when you have to ask yourself, what is your source? And from, you know, reading this, it, it makes me think of that. Like, what is your source? Because if your source is not the Holy Spirit, if you don't walk empowered by the Holy Spirit, then you cannot live like this. The only way that we can live like that is through the power of God. And we aren't strong enough to never fall into sin we're not strong enough to be perfect like jesus on our own we have to be completely dependent on the power of the spirit of god working through us in order for us to do this and so ask yourself now what is your source what is the thing that you get your your drive from when you make your decisions where does it come from does it come from your own thoughts desires and strength or is it come from the heart of god and does it come from the Holy Spirit working through you? Yeah. Absolutely. I think people would read that and to say, like, if anyone loves the world, the Father's love is not in them or love for the Father is not in them is kind of like a harsh phrase and a harsh thought because we do, like, it's our, you know, our sin nature to love the world. And I think that people, we, we look at our possessions, we look at, you know, trends and 
uh, all these things in of our culture and we 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 love those things and and we can't imagine like oh well if I don't love the world then I'm gonna be like lame or I'm gonna be you know I think that that's like a worry for people of like I'm not gonna be cool and you know people aren't gonna like me I'm gonna be an outcast I'm gonna you know whatever but I think that that's that's like you said like because our source when we have those thoughts our source is not the Holy Spirit in that moment um, our source is the world and of course then you know <laughs> our or I guess our source is that sinful nature which of course wants us to love the world but we need to know I think we forget that God is so much better you know I think that when we have those moments like well I love the world and I need to like I can't imagine not loving the world and the things in the world um, it's because we don't truly know or believe that God is so much better than the world or or we haven't seen it either yeah yeah good point yeah we, we haven't seen that his love is his love and his life and he is so much better than what this world has to offer amen that's great megan go ahead and keep reading okay verse 18 dear children this is the last hour and as you have heard that the antichrist is coming even now many antichrists have come this is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For they, if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the, the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. As for you, see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. I think that this is a really good extrapolation of when Jesus said, I am the way. You know, if it wasn't clear enough, then this is what he meant. He meant there's you can't get to the Father except through me. Yeah. And if you deny Jesus, you don't get the Father. Because yeah. Yeah, it's like spitting in his face that uh, Jesus died on the cross for us. And, and earlier in uh, John chapter 1, we saw that if you deny Jesus and you deny that you need Jesus and you need to be forgiven, then you're calling God a liar. And I think that this has to be on the same vein. It's in the same book is talking about if you deny Jesus, you don't get the father. Because remember, if you deny him, you're calling God a liar yeah. to say that you didn't need him. Uh, what do you guys think after reading this? Yeah, first off, good point, man. I mean, how can you not have love for Jesus knowing what he did for us? I mean, it's just unfathomable, the, the sacrifice he made. But uh 
on another note, yeah, I think the passage first makes me think of the media as a whole, you know, and, and all the attacks that are made on uh, Christianity and, you know, the separation of uh, church and state and uh, the attack on, on the school systems, you know, trying to, to bring out even the word God. And, and so I think, yeah, the larger picture is just the media and how they relentlessly attack uh, Christianity and try to in a sense, you know, brainwash people. Um, I think it's a, it's a major problem and a major um, barrier for, for lots of different people. And, uh, you know, I just, I look past it and I think um, it's important to, you know, like the passage said, just uh, remain in that love for, for Christ and um, realize that, uh, you know, there are many different antichrists and uh, whenever the true one shows, I mean, it's, it's going to happen and we have to again just you know stay strong in faith and, and look forward to, to better days so yeah well this was making me think too about how so many people kind of have that well why is it that you know christianity is the only religion or or why like why don't aren't all these other religions like real too or whatever and this speaks right to that um, is, you know, whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ, like, doesn't have the Father. You know, you can't, the Father and the Son are one. The Son gets, has all authority over everything that the Father has. And if you say that, you know, and there's no other religions, there's no other religion that truly believes that Jesus Christ is Lord is God, is the Son of God the Father. And so it's so important. Um, I mean, that's just, I think that that speaks right to, right to that um, disbelief that a lot of people have. Yeah, it doesn't matter how devout, how devoted you are. If you're not devoted to Jesus, you're not going to be saved. And so that means that if you're a part of any other religion, you're not in the right place with God. You're denying God. It, and I've I've heard people, I'm always alarmed when I hear it, they'll say, well, I mean, I'm sure God will, like, have mercy and understand, you know, when the time comes for them, you know, he'll, he'll understand and, and they'll still be saved, right? You know, they'll say, like, the Hindus, the... Islam, I don't know, you know, any other Buddhism world religion where they're they're trying, you know, they're they're trying to get to know God. They're just confused. So God will have mercy on them. That's not true. It says right here very clearly the only way to the Father is through Jesus. And so if you don't claim Jesus as Lord and as King, then you're not in the right place with God. Yeah, I mean, God had ultimate mercy on us already by sending Jesus and having like God coming down himself and and dying, dying. for us. Yeah. Like that's the ultimate mercy, ultimate grace offering um, sacrifice for, for humanity. Hey, Megan, you want to go ahead and uh, finish off the chapter? Yes. So verse 28, And now, dear children, continue in him, so that when he appears we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. 
All right. So you can tell a tree by its fruit, right? Yeah. You can tell uh, someone who's living in in right relationship with God. You can tell someone who's who's living out their faith by the fruit of their life and by looking at them. And so that's what this is saying. Mm-hmm. Continue in him so that when he appears, we will be confident and unashamed. We won't be surprised. We won't be shocked and alarmed. We'll be excited and happy that he came. I love the word unashamed. You know, continue in him. Continue, you know, pursuing Christ. Continue, like, remaining in Christ so that when he appears, when he comes back, as we know he will, we are confident and unashamed, unashamed. We're not living in shame anymore. We're not, you know, we're not burdened. We're not, it's just like, it's like, well, my, like the bridegroom has come and I can like run to him. You know what I mean? That kind of confidence and unashamed, um, love and excitement for, for Jesus. Um, I just really, I really love that. Yeah, I thought about that um, that that rethink that we did a while ago. It was after Super Bowl Sunday, Brian. I'm sure you probably remember, but it was the message you shared about you know getting pumped up and on fire like those football players would for the the season, you know, in, in the Super Bowl. And I thought of just you know raising our fists and rah, rah, just getting psyched, you know. And and that's definitely the enthusiasm that that I have, you know, and, and that uh, people should have for. That's good. I love it. Thank you, Jake. I think that wraps up uh, chapter two of John really well. Thank you guys for following along with this. I hope that uh, I hope that that chapter spoke to you and that God is speaking to you right now. Uh, but now it's time we get into some reflection questions. So go ahead and contact a friend now and have them listen to this, and uh, then you can find these questions on the rethink blog and on Instagram. That's rethink underscore Mac. That way uh, we can all stay connected and challenged and growing through this time. Now it's time for some final thoughts. Uh, Megan, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Yeah, I think that I would just say out of this section um, to take away that Jesus is worth it. Um, and that God's ways are so much better than the world. And I think, um, so yeah, pursue him, try to, you know, as we read in Ephesians and, and reading now in first John, um, there's just so much light and life, um, in Christ and he has a purpose. His ways are so much better than anything you could you can imagine and so just trust that trust in him and and try to live your life in a way that honors him and reflects him and knowing that as a christian you are carrying jesus's name and so people people see that um and they're gonna look to you yeah that's good uh jake do you have any final thoughts to close up the episode um well i would just say you know, for all those that don't know Christ, um, your whole life changes, you know, as soon as you start taking steps towards him and, and opening your heart. And um, at least for me, you know, before I, you know, gave it all up to, to God and, and started walking in my faith, you know, my life was just 
completely different, man. I was as soon as as soon as I made that that turn in the right direction, it just seemed like it lit a fire in my life, man. Everything started to change, and uh, I just can't tell you how blessed I am and, and happy I am and fulfilled I am to be accepted into that family and um, you know sharing the good news and and uh, hopefully making a positive impact in people's lives. Thank you for joining us, Jake. Uh, my final thought. I can't wait for quarantine to end, and I just want everything to get back to normal. That's my final thought. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you next week. Bye. All right. Thank you, Jake, for joining us, man. Thank you. God bless. Hey, Brian. Yep. Hey, could I give a couple? Could I give a couple shout-outs? Yeah, sure. I want to give one to Brandon Hilden. Uh, this is a guy that I work with, and uh, super nice, awesome person. Uh, I just wanted to give him a shout-out and say, "Come to church." You know, you're you're always welcome, and um, I uh, look forward to to having him to church and maybe even rethink, and uh, you know, opening his his life to to God potentially, um, and also. Also to um, Brenda, Brenda Mello. She's uh, been a really great person that I've had the pleasure of meeting and getting to know. And, uh, you know, I'm just very thankful that our paths crossed and uh, wanted to say thanks to her for being awesome. And, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what the future brings for the both of us. So, anyway, just wanted to do a couple quick shout-outs. Thanks, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, and now – 